Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I just found out my married son had an affair, and the woman may be pregnant. I breastfed all my children at the same time. I also breastfed my husband. What? What? That's all fun and everything, and then all of a sudden a thought creeps into my head. What if I teleport to the roof? You guys want to talk about boobs for a quick second? And I am not friend of, I am not housewife, maybe. I am housewife. We should edit that out. Needless to say, we wind up having sex. Whoa! Whoa! Meg! I think my life without television would have been drastically different. Sex in a car is probably something you're not that great at. I was great at that, actually. Do we know the good shit? We absolutely do. Have you gotten a drink thrown at you? Uh, I've been with you when you've gotten drinks thrown at you, but I will say this. No one gets more unsolicited drinks thrown at them than now. Chris Man's 08, Venmo. There were daddy conversations, there were mommy conversations. This was a mistake. Having you on the show was a mistake. Here's my thought. I just had an idea, but I forgot it. The dating life in general should have just straight up contracts. Should be like sports. What's up, everybody? Dear Albie, I'm doing this on my own, by my damn self, trying to record this for the very first time. I've come a very, very long way, guys, and I'm here with none other than the Don, Mom. When you said you were alone, you're not alone. Here I am. No, no, no. The actual act of recording. Oh, so you're you're the sound man, you're the engineer, you're everything Right now, yeah, I'm a man of, I'm wearing many hats. Many hats, which is fun. It's a, yeah, it's a lot of hats, but I mean, you know, I think it's, um, I personally think if you want it done right, do it yourself, might not totally apply here. Well, here's the thing. It's best that you like what daddy's principle was, was always at work. Um, when you kids, you started, when you went there, you would empty ashtrays, then you were dishwashers, then you were valets and you were, you know, you move up. Those. So you need to know how to do everything if you want to do the job perfectly. <laughs> So yeah. in the event that you have to do it yourself, you're able to do it yourself. Well, so that's a good thing. For us, it's been basically – so um, obviously we haven't put one out in a minute. And the issue is everyone's busy. Everyone's got a lot of things going on. And right. we all live in different places. So I said, you know what? We're going to get another setup, and here we are. Right. And um, so we're going to give this a whirl. We're going to do it. I threw this out. This was obviously Mother's Day just passed. So who better than to have but – Your mother. That's it. That's mm-hmm. exactly what we're trying to accomplish. So we threw it out there as a Dear Don, a special Mother's Day Dear Don. All right. So there are questions yeah. coming my way? You're, you're, you're basically – I mean, look, there's, there are a number of things that we've been meaning to get to because they look like good questions, number one. And number two, um, there are a lot of people that, yeah, yeah, apparently they still got stuff to ask you 10 years <sighs> later. That, you know what? Let's start what? there. Um, it was – I didn't know this, but there was something on Instagram right. that uh, mentioned – that I believe it was last Tuesday or Wednesday 
was the 10-year anniversary of the premiere of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Imagine that. Can you imagine that? No. That's crazy. It is. 10 years. 10 years. So we, we had a lot of people that, that wrote in. Obviously, people people kind of bring up Housewives stuff all the time. But right. regarding that exactly, uh, we do have a Dear, dear Don. This is from Vanessa that says, with the 10-year 10 10 year anniversary of season one of The Real Housewives of New Jersey, what are the first things that come to your head? How did you guys spend that premiere night? And what is your favorite memory of the show in your time on it? Well, the first thing that comes to my head is what a ride. What, what a crazy, crazy ride it's been the past 10 years. Um, a bit of uh, nostalgia, sadness that comes with it because it was, when it first started, it was so much fun. And then, it, you know, it got to an ugly place, which makes me sad. Um, let's see. What was the other questions? What a favorite memory? Oh, my gosh. There are just, uh, I would have to say the one of my favorite memories is the Europe trip where. The cruise you guys had. Yeah, and we were on the bus and everybody was just behaving like animals. And then Joe Judice goes and says something you know what, I forget what his exact term was, let's try and be civil, we're civil people. And I took a fit of <laughs> laughter that I just could not stop. And uh, Jacqueline's mom and dad were there with us as well, and Jacqueline's dad was sitting behind me on the bus, and he starts laughing. Mm-hmm. And we literally, I think, laughed for two hours straight. We just, it was uncontrollable. We yeah. could not, because... It was so typical Joe Judice. You know, let's be civilized. We're going to act civil. We're going to be civilized here. After everybody just acted like animals. And it just, the irony of that statement coming from Joe at that moment was just so, so funny. And I don't, I don't know that I've laughed as hard since. Do you remember where you watched the premiere? No. I'm trying right now. I'm pretty sure. I'm fairly certain we watched it here. I don't think but that might have been actually that might have been because they had a preview like a, like a month before if you right. remember and that. I remember where I watched that yeah that was, was here all right well maybe I'm confused but I don't think you were with us I think it was just me and Lauren that watched it here all right then I watched the premiere in Florida with Daddy we were on a boat yes I remember that we were on a boat I was I was at the the person I was dating at the time I was at her house. Mm-hmm. And I remember my I had Facebook notifications on then, and it went crazy. It actually shut the phone off, and that was the beginning of the end. Mm. Like the, those, those. Who knew? Yeah, right. No, Daddy and I had um, we were in Florida, and we had uh, rented this boat for a few days, and we were on the boat in the open water watching the show. That I I do remember that. Mm. I do remember that. That's pretty weird. It is weird thinking about that. Yeah. That's really weird, actually, thinking about that. But um, I don't remember that at all. Well, good times. Good times. Good times. All right. Well, we got some more. Dear Don, so this is in from, doesn't say who it's in from, which is a shame because she could have, like, you know, you guys could have had a little moment just now. Um, Also, anybody that you want to write in, dear, I'll be mailbag at gmail.com. Chris is not here, so I will not say his Venmo. I'm going to keep that out of this, which is great. Nice little change of pace. Um, the question to start, Caroline has previously told us that there are mommy conversations and daddy conversations. For you, what was that like? How awkward was it to have those talks? What was it like and how did you handle it with your friends? I wanted to ask this again. That came up on a previous podcast that we did without you. But it really was directed towards 
you and and us that we were hoping to get it in on a deer don. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I don't recall. Thank God, going back in my brain, having any kind of talk with you whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Did you have one with either Lauren or Chris? We don't have to get into it with the Lauren no. stuff. No, you know why the school did it for us. I remember that. The school did it for us in, I think, you, fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade. I remember it uh, was, yeah. It, it the was, nurse came strolling in, and then you had the, the, the daddy and me night, the daddy and son night. It was a father-son night, and right. they actually rolled up. They rolled up a TV, like right. the old the old school roll-up TVs. And um, it was particularly awkward mm-hmm. because you didn't know what the hell you were watching. Because like, right. they did it in a cartoon on top of everything else, uh-huh. you know, which I don't know how else you would do it. But, like... You know, and and Dad was cracking jokes. That's all I really remember. Yeah, so they, the school did it for us, but we would have conversations when you would go on a date. Remember, you know, on how to act, behave properly, and be a gentleman, and 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 uh, you know, apply the rules of life that you were taught by you know your mother and father. So that was always a constant reminder. Um, so that's the way we did it. Yeah, I mean, I um, I don't. We we kind of for as many awkward situations as we've been in. You know, with each other, there weren't really a lot of things on the top of my head that I can remember that were like awkward type conver- conversations regarding that stuff. We didn't have those like, um, like family sit down moments where it was like, oh, hey, you know, like, like we want to talk to you guys about this. We want to like, yeah, there know? was there was never the need for that because things were always skirted in a very lighthearted way where you got the message kind of thing. But there was never, you know, thankfully, we never had to have those kind of moments where it was like, OK, everybody, you know. Well, it just never happened. So, mm. um, um, and that could just be the way, A, because the school handled those things for you and any questions you had, whatever, were answered by, you know, in technical terms and everything else was handled by your friends. You know, you kids grew up a lot faster than we did back in our day. So, um, and always under the watchful eye of me and daddy and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we never had those birds in the bee mm. talk. No. This one's from Chelsea. Dear Don. In which situation or circumstance would you say each of your children are more fun than the other? So basically what, what I'm getting out of this is they're saying, in what kind of a situation is Albie the most fun, Lauren the most fun, and Chris the most fun? If you had to go into, like, let's say you're having a drink, mm. who is the most fun person to have a drink with and, like, what kind of environment? Oh, God, it changes every minute. That is, You can't answer that question because there's – there Albie has a name called Fal. <laughs> Right? When Albie drinks a lot or drinks has a couple of drinks on the hood's belt, he becomes Fun Al, mm. otherwise known as Fal. Yeah, very Fal popular. Fal usually comes out on Sunday afternoons. Yeah, yeah, especially in the summer. Right. You know, I, I, um, I'm, I think I'm very intense during the week, and right. I'm very, like, restricted in everything that I do, like what I eat and, you know, don't really drink and all that other stuff, and... I guess I'm pretty high strung, and on Sunday I really don't touch it. Right. Sunday I, I kind of let myself off the leash, and I I've learned to do that because mm-hmm. I used to be crazy on Sunday too. But uh, Lauren, uh, <sighs> Lauren just is up for anything at any time. Lauren scares me sometimes because she doesn't <laughs> know how to say no. Like she's she's always ready for a party. So Lauren can be that person when uh, we're out and. She's got a couple of drinks in or whatever. It's, she's the one that, like, I'll have to say, wait, no, you're not doing that. You're not going up to that stranger and saying this or whatever. So Lauren uh, is very much the life of the party a lot. She's probably the wildest out of the three of us. She's and, crazy when she gets yeah, going. Yeah. Um, Christopher is fun in a different way. Um, he has a, He has Lauren in him as well, all right? 
but Christopher loves to, like he'll say, today we're only going to go to places that were built in, in the 50s. And we're going we're gonna to go to this hotel or that hotel or this bar or that bar. And if it was built in the 60s, 40s, or, you know, it has to be built in the 50s. So he finds these little challenges to do all the time, which is kind of fun. He likes history, things like that. So that's kind of fun, too, where you two guys aren't interested in that. So it's a different kind of fun with Christopher because he's more nostalgic. He's like an old soul. Lauren's a maniac. And you're just like, you know, the barbecue owl. You're the fun owl pal. <laughs> When you come out. I yeah, guess. I don't know. It's a little Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing. But, um, so, mailbag from Chastity. Uh, dear Albie. Hey, Albie and Chris. Just wanted to say I love your podcast. It gets me through my work day. Thanks. I don't know if you ever will do another Dear Don episode. Here we are. So, their, answers, their first question answered, as right. far as I, I'm concerned. But here's a question for Mama Caroline and or you guys. Dear Don, this is a two-part question. What are your thoughts on interracial... In, interracial... Interracial... My God on interracial dating slash marriage and then Caroline would you and Al be upset if Chris or Albie brought someone to meet you guys that weren't Italian Caucasian descent um absolutely not I, you've we've brought girls home I mean, that weren't that, the, yeah, yeah. that that haven't been Italian and uh you don't have to be Italian at all that's foolish um interracial who cares love my child it's all the same at this point right love my child that's all I care about yeah, I mean, I, I kind of th- I thought it was softball for you know. What? I gotta tell you the truth, we're not getting hard hitting stuff here. No. You know, mm. which was you know, it's all right. But we got a couple. Actually, we got some good ones in here, just in the regular Dear Albie mailbag. Um, Dear Albie, hi, and it's about time somebody talks to me. I know, like we said, Dear Don, but like you know, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I know I'm taking okay. over the the board here, right, but right. I, I'm still here. It's nice to be it's recognized. My name in the show. I got it. Mine. Okay. Dear Albie, uh, this is from Sue. Hi, I caught my friend's boyfriend on a dating app. I think I need to tell her, but my friends are telling me to stay out of it and let her find out on her own. They think she'll be madder at me than she will be at him. What are your thoughts? Thank you, Susie from Philly. P.S. Love your podcast and your fam. I'm Italian too, and you guys me so remind me so much of my own family. Well, a couple of things. Um, catching... It's different than catching people cheating. I mean, I think if it's if they're on an app, number one, you have to wonder: is it possible that they could just be, you know, maybe they didn't delete it for whatever reason? Doesn't necessarily mean that they're active on it, but let's assume that they are, right? My personal opinion always is, and as a guy that's been in his, this situation before, if my friends know something and don't tell me, I'm always pissed. Like that's crazy. Like you're like, if it's gonna upset me, if you have the ability, you know, like you didn't, you didn't cause, you know, whatever, whatever that news is that you're breaking. You didn't, you didn't create it out of thin air. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're making something up. So I personally think, you know, they got to tell her. But also there's the other side of the coin where, um, so the girl say, tell me again. What's the story? Basically again? she, she went and found her friend's boyfriend on right, a dating so she app. has to tell her friends that her boyfriend is on a dating app and not being faithful whatever all right um there's also the very good chance that the girl is not going to believe her she might turn on her friend because the boyfriend will may hand her his story whether it's truth or not she may opt to believe it to be true and under any circumstance and it's a friendship could dissolve now if that's the case you say to yourself well i did the right thing by her, I did what I would want someone to do for me, 
um, and, you know, call it a day. So you don't know um, really how those things are going to turn out. So it's a crapshoot. So you, my only advice to, to this girl would be, if you feel strongly enough to tell her, if you feel strongly enough about your friendship and about her feelings to tell her, um, you have to go in with your eyes wide open that you may lose this friendship. And if you're cool with that, because you feel like you did the right thing to her, for her, then do it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Don, I got to tell you, I feel like that's that's horrible advice. I'm sorry. I, I'm shocked you even said that. No, you because know you're because basically saying be selfish and like like let her be, no, let her be I'm ignorant saying, to the entire no, thing. She has to be prepared to lose her friend. Well, I mean, not for nothing. If your friend's going to get upset with you over something like that, I mean, that's not a mind your business thing. No, it's not. Because my point it, is, it's not like you, oh, hey, I'm thinking this because I get this kind of vibe off someone. I'm not it's, saying this don't is what tell I saw. her. I'm saying if you go tell her, be prepared to lose your friendship. Well, she so. could also say it in a way like, hey, listen, I don't know if maybe he just didn't delete it or whatever, but I saw your boyfriend on this dating app. And, oh, my God, like, it was so funny. Ha, ha, ha. I can't believe he, he was so dumb he hasn't deleted it yet or whatever. You could say that if you wanted to. There are ways to kind of soften the blow, but, but then, it's not really up to you. But then, right, exactly. Now you're getting involved in all their nonsense. Well, maybe, maybe not. I think, like, it's a fact. So you got to go on and just saying something to somebody is not a huge deal, you know, in my opinion. Anyway. Everybody takes things differently, and I've seen it happen where people, friendships have been uh, – um, broken because of things like this. They go back with the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the husband, whatever the case may be, and you lose your friendship. I've seen it happen. And I've seen it where it's gone the other way. Well, thank you so much. You, you, you know, thank you for standing by my side. My only point is be prepared for the outcome that it can go against you. And if you're comfortable with that, tell them. Um, and uh, let the chips fall where they may. That's all. I would want somebody to tell me. Well, that's kind of my point, though. Right. I you would want I mean? somebody like, to but, I don't well, want to be well, How about put the shoe on the other foot, right? Let's say that you are the friend, right. and the friend catches the guy dating somebody from a dating app and finds out that you knew. Do you think at that point the friend has a legitimate beef with her for not telling her? Sure. Absolutely, right? You can't win. You're in a no-win. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I disagree that it's a no-win. It, it can be a no-win, and I feel like... Another thing is you don't know how old these people are. Are they 19? Are they 20? Are they 50? Well, they're right into they? the show. I mean, I've got to figure they're probably around, like, let's call it 20s. You know what I mean? So um, it's just you, it, every story is different, and then there is that risk. That's all. And that risk is a very present, real thing. So that is up to you as an individual. You know, for me, I would say something, and I would want to be told. But knowing that, okay, by telling the truth, you may lose a friend. That's all. Interesting. Mm. Very, very interesting. I, you know, me and you are not usually that out of step on these things. Mm. It's. Uh, I'm just saying that I'm just keeping like I don't it even real. Know you. I'm keeping it real. It's like I don't even know you. Yep. Anyway, this is from Anna. Dear Don, what is it like being in the clubhouse with Andy and co? Any funny stories? P.S. I detest your email address. It's too long. But, 
okay. Dear Albie Mailbag at gmail.com, which is where all you guys should be writing stuff, is probably a little long, to be honest. I've, I've actually brought that up before. I'm not, I can't hate on that response. I can't. I can't do it. But watch what happens live. I mean, do you want to break down what that's like for the for the people at home? Um, watch what happens live. What's it like by going going watch? What, it's it's the people there are lovely, you know, the staff and and the production team and everything. Um, they have a great, always a great assortment of green green room goodies, <laughs> very fresh fruit. They like, do have fresh. You know what? I was always really weirded out by. Okay. I don't like, and I, I don't consider myself a germaphobe. Like right. I don't really look at things. I'm and a say, germaphobe. Would you? I, I don't think you're a germaphobe. Mm. Like you're not. You're not washing your hands and stuff after you touch a door handle. No, but I'm sitting here with a drink covered in tinfoil. All right, you know right what? Now. Let's let's actually let's get to this really 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 briefly if if you guys don't mind. Mom has been drinking everything that she drinks now has a piece of aluminum foil over the top and then right. a straw gets punched through it. Right. What? Why? What's Don't going know. on here? One day I just decided things could float into my drink and I wasn't things having it. Things can float into your drink. Flies are in this the season for flies now. Are you worried about aluminum floating into your drink? No. Why not? Because I, I, I am secure in the way I do it. You're secure in the way you do mm. it? There's a piece of aluminum foil over the thing. Yes. Why don't you just buy lids? I sheave. You sheave lids. Mm. What is the difference between the lids and the foil? Well, you can't get a lid for these cups, number one. I um, guarantee you, you can make a you can make a lid for those. Well, what's wrong with the foil? There's so many things wrong with the foil. All right. I can't even. I I, I well, don't. Well, it just goes back to being a, somewhat of a germaphobe. I believe I am a little bit of a germaphobe. I wash okay. my look how think about how many times I wash the kitchen counter a day. But it, it's just it's just so it's just so out there to see. But like, here's the thing, okay? Like, really more direct to the to the bringing it back to the Watch What Happens Live thing, if. The thing I find the most gross in this world, okay, is when you sit down at a bar and they'll hand you, like, you know, like trail mix. Yep. And the peanuts. Yep. I am so grossed out by that. When I see people, like, that are in there, like, especially because yep. you see these guys that are in there, like, they're licking their fingers and putting their Disgusting. fucking hands back in that shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. So every time you would go to watch what happens and you would go in the green room, there would be a fruit platter there. Right. With a variety of other things, right. okay, and the green room is really more of like a conference room, right? They, sometimes it could be somebody's office, right? Um, but the fruit always freaked me out for the same way? reason of the trail mix. No, I'm going to tell you why. A, because when you walked in, oh, it's fresh. I understand, super fresh, yeah, beautifully displayed, covered in saran wrap. I don't remember it being covered in saran wrap. Took it right off right before you walked in. Like right. you saw this happen? Nobody breathed on it. There was no breathing on the fruit. You sure about I, this? I have a thing with people breathing on food. I won't go to a buffet. You'll never see me in a buffet line. With, you know, like well, one of those buffet places. Well, that will the, never happen. One of the things that, that um, you know, for people to know is pretty much the majority of the people that I watch on Apple's Live are drunk. Like, like you go, and it's a bar. It's a full bar setup. And I applaud yeah. the bartender because they make Fabulous drinks. Whoever's making the drinks. So I think they don't hand you a cocktail list, man. You get like a vodka soda when you go. No, no, no. Whatever you want. I've had mojitos. I've had dirty martinis. I had. I've had cosmopolitans. Wow. Whatever you want. Whatever. It is a completely fully stocked bar. God knows what whose office it's hiding. It's, it's when you first walk in. It's right there, right? Well, it, it, it's probably the, the reception, right? That like because it's a regular office, right? And when you walk in there, it looks like a reception desk, right? And it's just full of drinks, right. you know, and it's full of a bunch of people, like, which is funny because when you get there late, you know, people are kind of like bugging out, like, you know what I mean, which is, which is kind of funny. There's not like a, well, I guess they started 
not I guess the last couple times I was there, there's like that back way in now. Mm. But me and Chris often would go in there and would just have drinks outside with the people right. and wait. And, you know, if you were on or um, we've been on personally, I think I did it like three times or whatever it was. And that could get you in trouble. It could get you in a little bit of trouble. Well, I was always very careful to ration, ration, whatever. Because it sneaks up on you and they want that. They want that. So I would have one drink while I was waiting, right? And then one drink on air, which I just sipped every now and again. And I've been around people that would just be pounding them down before they went on. And that Mm. makes for a fun show, I suppose. You know, it just loosens everybody up. And um, I like that aspect of it because it's just like a clubhouse. You're hanging out. You're having fun. It's very relaxed when you go there. Uh, Andy always comes in, says hello. Depending on how crazy his day is, he'll hang with you or not. Um, Sometimes he's rushing in from doing something else, and sometimes he's just hanging out. But always very pleasant, very nice. You know, comes by, says hello to everybody that's there with you. I don't travel with an entourage. My entourage pretty much was you guys. The fam. Yeah, that was it. Um, And uh, that's it. It's a lot of fun to go there, and they're super nice. And uh, haven't been in a a bit, but it was good times. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, it was always always a a good time Mm -hmm. doing the show, that's for sure. And I think we actually screwed it up for everybody. Didn't we take a car home once? And instead of going straight home, you like bounced around the city, and they got hit with a bill. And like from there on out, Bravo basically now only gives you a car to and from the destination that is it. Well, there are like two or three things. Just us. It was the, well, the, yeah, the, I know it wasn't just us, but it like wasn't you know, just us. We were there. It was a, a few a few cast well, members. It was when all you guys were cool. When we were yes, all friendly yes, yes, and yes, cool yes. and great. I remember that. Uh, I don't know. We we were. Uh, it was an upfront. I think we were out of something like that. Mm-hmm. And they sent us cars, and we said, no, we'll go home together. And everybody just wound up hanging out, and it was a super late night. And then the next thing you know, we, the bill comes for the car, and there was trouble. There was a problem. Yeah. Uh, interesting one here. This is from Jenna. Uh, it's a Dear Don. And it's, Dear Don, do you have any preconceived notions when you hear somebody does reality television? Do you think you have to be a certain type of person to do it, especially a dating show? What would you say? If Chris or Albie were to do a dating show, or would you recommend that since they came up on television itself? They have been approached, right, to do dating yeah, shows. Yeah, I wasn't gonna put, it, I wasn't gonna blow up anybody's spot, but me and Chris actually just. Uh, and my advice to them is no. Yeah, we both said no. Um, on because on that particular one, yeah. Uh, and I myself have been approached to do quite a few what, reality, no reality. Oh, there's probably been, like, across the whole family, what, another 10 shows, I guess? Quite a few, you know, the ones you see on major networks and stuff like that. I think I've been hit with every one of them. Is there a show you would do? Um, is there a show with, I, at this point? No. I mean, we don't really watch a lot of that stuff, to be no. honest. Like, like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not hip to the shows enough now to even say, yeah, like, Yeah, but there were some pretty big, big name shows that I, I think I would pretty much been asked to do most, all of them. It right. just wasn't – you know what it is? I think there are two different types of people that that do reality TV. And I think it's the people that, you know, base their life around the camera and then base the camera around their life. And I think we're the type of people that were very comfortable bracing, like, you know, bringing the camera into our lives. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're you're comfortable in front of the camera, right? So, like, the thought of doing another show – is still kind of nerve wracking because these are not the same anything. You're not really you're you're expected to be, you know, on and 
do whatever it is. Well, I mean, you did. Uh, you did. Uh, Who wants to be a millionaire? That's a game. That's not. That's not. That's not a reality show. No. See, the things that I was asked to do was like you know, like a, like a wife swap kind of thing, or like all those that stuff, and you know, the the one where everybody's in the house and they're all in this house and you got to come out alive. The last one, I oh, Big Brother. I don't know which one. No, no, no. I remember it was big. It was Big Brother. Was it? Yeah. Um. I don't know. Whatever. You know. Uh. I want to say it was Big Brother. I think it was. I don't even remember. It's just not my thing. You know, I did Housewives because it fell into our lap. And then, of course, Man's Ode afterwards because it's something that was really fun to do. Um, you gotta, you you have to have nerves of steel to, to be on a show like where I came from, stuff like that, because there's so many misconceptions and there's so many things. I remember you'd be filming, and especially when it was the finale and you were at... Uh, it's always a fashion show. It was always Kim D's fashion show or somebody's event. And it didn't matter what it was. You know, they had a job to do. And, and if uh, if all hell broke loose, well, sorry, you know, that's the way it went. But I remember sitting there and, of course, you don't know what the agenda is, who's got what on their mind, who wants to come at you for whatever reason. And it was like a game of chess. And I remember sitting, looking around the room, like scoping the room. Who's going to walk in that's not supposed to be here? Well, you know what it's like? It's like the only thing I can compare it to, and I've talked to people about this before, is like the last episode of The Sopranos where they put you in Tony's head and he's looking all over the place. Right. That's exactly what it's like. (laughs) Exactly. And you're looking around to see. It's like it's the show within the show because you're seeing the reveal of who basically turned on you. Right. You know what I mean? Like which cast member, which producer – like fed you a bunch of stuff and then right. tried to get you in a certain place to make you look bad. Right. And when that happens, like it's something you would never see, you know, on camera for obvious reasons. Right. But that is like, it's a stomach turning emotion. Right. Like seeing all that stuff. That, and, and, you know. it, I remember just what, like, and dreading, dreading. You have to go, you know, it's an all cast event. You have to be there, blah, blah, blah. And just dreading like, all right, what's going to happen tonight? What, 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 awful thing is somebody going to pull tonight on who and literally sitting there watching everything listening to everything with a chess game going on inside my head trying to predict the move before it happened um and then there were times that we had the best belly laughs ever the best moments ever things i'll treasure and always always remember so it's like a pendulum that's swinging so so severely from one way you know from uh one way to the next so you got to have a tough skin and you got you you have to understand that when you're going in here that um you have no control. Hmm. You have to give up control. So this is from Cynthia. It's a dear Don that I honestly I um I'm going to level with you guys. I mean, we we threw this together kind of kind of last minute. I'm going off of some of the old dear Abby mailbags, but you know we had the DMs and um I made a deal with myself that I was never really going to shy away from a lot of the questions. It's always going to be a very, very real show. This is the first question I've ever not really wanted to ask. Well, and it's for, because of me, not okay. anything else. But somebody said, Cynthia wrote in, Dear Don, who was your favorite girl that Albie ever dated and why? Now, I can't say her name. I mean, I don't, I mean I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming who it is. Right. But she was on the show. Mm. 
So I'm right on that. I don't right. think that that's a big stretch. So right. you're probably, you know. Do you want me to? Say I don't. Your name? Wa- I don't want you to say anything you don't want to say. But my point. I didn't want. To, I told you. I didn't want to ask the question from the begin from right. the beginning. But it's not like I got overwhelmed in uh, the last let, 15 let, minutes. Let's put it this way: there was never anybody that I had a complete animosity towards. Never. That's the biggest load of bullshit that has ever been said no. on the show. No, there was animosity. Like some, there was never anybody that I really. Wait a minute. Was there one person that I really disliked? Um, there was, you know, there were a couple that were mm, that, like when I was younger, I could yeah, think of that. You're like, yeah, no way. Yeah. Um, but um, there was one that I think about. I still think about her every day. My, you think about her every, every day? day, and I wish. That's pretty. I, I wish uh, her no because I loved her to death, and I just wish her nothing but happiness. I hope she's happy. I always. I hope she's happy. All right, moving on. Yeah. Um. Wow. See, you asked the question. I asked. You know who I'm talking about, but you know. No, but I mean, look, whatever it is, and then it he is, had, and that's he fine. Had another girl that you dated in high school, who I thought was fantastic, yeah. who's married now and lives in Georgia, and yeah, she, she's great. You know, she's awesome, and we we still have a relationship with her. And you, you promote her biz all the time. Yeah. You know, she's a, yeah. a hustler. Yeah. You know, and we're still cool. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know. This is just this is just perfect. I mean, here's how I'm ending the mailbag. Okay, my last mailbag episode. Okay, or my I'm sorry, my last mailbag question. This is how I was closing it. All right, uh, dear Albie mailbag at gmail dot com. This one in from Lindsay. Well, there you go. <laughs> of, of course, there is a God. See, holding <laughs> <laughs> um, my breath on what the actual mailbag letter says. Dear Albie, before I ask you the question, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my history so you can understand my question better. I was raised in Sparta, NJ. Both of my grandparents are from Italy and came straight off the boat and landed in Patterson, NJ. My mom fell in love with a southern man, and when I was 10, we moved to South Carolina. Before we moved, my grandma gave me my first taste of Carlo, which is wine. Fast forward, 21 years later, my friends say I'm a huge wino. I don't see what's wrong. With having, after a long day, coming home and having one or two, maybe four glasses of wine. And it's not like I sit there and drink a whole bottle. Well, really quick, four glasses is typically a bottle Pretty of wine. Pretty much a bottle. Okay, so right. yeah, whatever. But it just relaxes me, and I can't, and I can unwind from a long day. Now, if you were talking about my nine-year-old grandma who got have to bribe to go to the doctor or or they're not stopping at the liquor store and buying you 20, your 20 cases, I'm not, I don't know if I'm reading that wrong or what. Telling an Italian to stop drinking wine is like telling a dopehead to stop smoking. How, in a nice way, can I tell my friends to mind their own fucking business? This is a different person. We can't confirm that. But um, what do you think? What do you, what do you got for Lindsay there? Well, I, uh, first of all, I don't like the thing, telling an Italian not to drink wine. That, stop it. I, I don't like that either. That's an excuse. Come on, stop man. Stop it. All right. Come on. Like, Many of Italians don't drink wine. I don't drink wine all the time. I'm not a major wine person. As a matter of fact, I put Coca-Cola in my wine. So I'm not – that's how I drink my wine. I so, like wine. Um, you love wine. Your sister loves wine. Your brother loves wine. But we don't, you know, the old Italian – yo, yo, Italian. No, stop it's it. It's not our thing. Never uh, was. One or two glasses of wine is fine. Four glasses of wine by yourself, I'm going to say, Lindsay, is an issue. Uh, especially if you drink it every night by yourself and you are getting um, defensive towards your friends, I feel like there may be a little bit of an underlying issue there that you may want to just take a pause, stop and reflect on, and maybe your friends are trying to help you. Well, look, I think culturally we get exposed to different things, and that's great, okay? Mm-hmm. But even like, look, when I wanted to lose weight, I had to stop eating pasta. Right. All right, that that was a problem, but I wanted to make a decision to better myself. That's what I did. If people are telling you that, 
you've got a drinking problem because you do things that are way out of character or maybe cause you some problems, this, that, and the other, then yeah, you know, maybe you want to listen to them and think about what they're saying and everything else. But if it's not bothering you, then, you know, like you, I, I think it's fair to just kind of be, um, you know, be yourself and, and leave it alone. You know? well, just it, take a fine. pause and reflect on it. Just see what, okay, wait a minute. Stop yourself and say, how much wine am I drinking? If you say one, two, four, or five, is it really seven or eight? That's what you need to. What's the real impact it's having? Right. On you? And, then that, and then go from there. But she said the actual question is, how do I tell them to just mind their own fucking business is the exact well, word. Well, just say, guys, I appreciate your concern for yeah. me, and I, you know, and I will handle it, and I think I am handling it. And when I feel like there is an issue, I want to know that I have you to go to, and I appreciate and love you for it. But right now, um, trust me, I got this. Or but, just say, mind your own fucking business. Well, you could say that, too. There's but, that. you know, maybe, maybe she's really got a problem. Well, I think we got to leave that for Linz. You can give us a follow-up. Let us know how that goes. This is, hey, Mom, thanks for coming. Hey, listen. This was nice. What we do have to do is, at one point, um, everyone keeps asking me um, how I lost all my weight, et cetera. Well, I mean, we got time. So I uh, might as well address that. Oh, please. Well, look, it's you know? the, the, the show's about you. Is it? It's it's Dear Don episode of it is about you. All right. Well, just just it's quick. It's quick. Just for anybody that's been at, uh, asking, and I have gotten loads and loads of requests asking what I did and how I did it. Um, it wasn't easy. It's not easy. It is basically it's not a diet. It is a lifestyle change. And once you hit your fifties. Your body changes hormonally. Everything goes just berserk. And it gets very, very difficult to maintain your weight. Uh, You eat a cookie and you gain 10 pounds, it seems. It's crazy. So I found myself on the uh, upward side of a 25, 30-pound weight gain over the past couple of years. And I just couldn't get rid of it. And one day shortly after New Year's, I woke up and I said I wasn't going to do this anymore. And I just made a very simple change. I stopped eating bread, pasta, meat. I don't, I'm pretty much, I'm not a vegetarian because I can't, I can't refuse a meatball. I can't re- refuse prosciutto, mortadelle, something like that. It's um, the Italian. Yeah. Uh, now you're bringing it back. I mean, you're, you're criticizing um, Lindsay with the uh, wine. But. Well, I'll throw in meatloaf too. How's that? Okay. Um, love meatloaf. So... That's the kind of thing I can't refuse, but I haven't had steak. I haven't had any kind of veal or chicken cutlet, pork, anything since January. Um, I don't eat bread anymore. I don't eat pasta anymore. I really eat very little grains. Pretty much I eat fruits and vegetables, and uh, all I drink is water, and I'll have one cup of coffee uh, in the morning. However, when I do go out to dinner, I will have a drink or two. I like my dirty martinis. Can't help it. Love them. Anyway, uh, I'll do that. But the big thing is also I walk. Albie? It's actually pretty weird. Trying to have a conversation with you in the middle of walking, it's like, I don't know why you don't just use a treadmill. It's boring. I'm in one spot. But but you're all over the map and trying to, you have to literally walk around, chase you around the house to have a conversation. And and that's the thing. And that's the thing I want to, to really impress upon everyone. If you're not in a neighborhood where you can walk, where you feel comfortable walking at night or alone or whatever, I literally, I have in my basement a gym that can pretty much rival any gym that you could go and pay for. Would you say that, Albie? It's a, you know, it's a good spot. Right? It's a very nice uh, home gym. It's, we have three, what do you call psych bicycles? uh, Yeah. Yeah, you got a bunch of of good things down there. Multiples of treadmills and 
and what do you call machines? The, uh, the ellipticals the down the there. Ellipticals and weights. free weights and all, you name it, we have it. I don't even go in it. I don't go in it. I walk around my kitchen, my dining room, my foyer, and my living room. I, it's like maybe a 500, 700-foot square that I do. And I literally walk 30,000 steps in a day sometimes. Instead of sitting, if I'm sitting and uh, I'm going to be on the computer and on, on uh, social media or just browsing the Internet, I'd rather be walking. So I just take the time that I have that's um, for me, downtime, and I walk. And it works. So combined with just eating fruits and vegetables, I take a lot of vitamins. And walking, I've lost over 20 pounds. So that's my story. That's it. <clears throat> Nothing else. And, and you're, you're downright sprightly. Seem like you have a lot more energy lately. It's yes. good. It's definitely yes. working for you. Mm -hmm. Well, it looks good on you, Don. Thanks. It does. You it does. keep it up. That's the big thing, keeping up. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle change. Look at her. She's got the Linko down and everything. Kaboom. Boom. Well, this was awesome. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Lovely to have you. Always a pleasure to see you. Yeah, Hands yeah. No, no, no. We don't do son. it, as, and you can't just can't do it as much no. as as we would like. You know, know. No matter how much we we get to see each other, it's never as much as you would like, right? True story. So, dear Albie, mail back at gmail.com if you got anything else. Uh, back to our regular scheduled program last, next week, but this was a good little treat. So we'll catch you guys later. Make sure to subscribe, rate five stars, do that all that stuff. They usually, you know, I got somebody in here yelling at me to do, but hopefully this works. Really, really, really close to my fingers that this works. Otherwise, it was wasted for a minute. We so. appreciate it, guys. Thanks, guys. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.